And later, I'll be talking to Dr. James Moss, an internationally renowned sleep expert and author of the books Power Sleep and Sleep for Success. Dr. James Moss has been researching sleep for over 20 years. You don't want to miss this interview, so be sure to stay tuned to get some quality sleep tips. We live in a very fast paced society that values more and more time spent working. And pushing to achieve success in all forms, and undervalues the essential time of the day that we all need to be productive our sleep. Less sleep is, for the most part, widely celebrated, accepted, recommended, and deemed necessary because we simply have too much to do in a day to believe otherwise. But did you know that just by sacrificing getting quality sleep, you are leaving yourself vulnerable to a seriously compromised quality of life? Our forthcoming guest, Dr. Moss, estimates that there are at least 100 million Americans that are chronically sleep deprived. About 56% of the adult population reports daytime drowsiness as a problem. And in 1995, a Gallup poll discovered that 49% of Americans had insomnia and other sleep related disorders, which was an increase of 15% from four years prior. Okay, you're still skeptical and you want to know why sleep deprivation is a big deal? Well, for starters, in an article published in the British Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine in 2011, It reports that sleep deprivation impairment can be as harmful as alcohol impairment, and getting fewer than six hours affects people's reactions, coordination, and judgment. A Gallup poll in 2001 showed that 16% of Americans were getting only five hours of sleep, which puts them at serious risk. Your sleep is also related to how often you feel stressed out. According to a study, those that rarely experience stress got seven plus hours of sleep. Those that are stressed sometimes got around 6.7 hours, and those that reported frequently being stressed out only got 6.3 hours or less of sleep. So, sleep more, stress less. When you don't sleep, you have an inflammatory response in your cardiovascular system, in the blood vessels, and the arteries, which long term can lead to heart attack, stroke, and diabetes. Chronic lack of sleep is also related to getting frequent colds and flus. Diabetes, heart diseases, mental health, and obesity. In addition, when you are sleep deprived, your body almost immediately develops conditions that resemble the insulin resistance of diabetics. A study found that people in their late 20s and 30s who slept less than six and a half hours per night had the insulin sensitivity of someone more than 60 years old. If you don't sleep, you're also 73% more likely to become obese compared to those who are getting seven to nine hours. Here's a few quick tips for getting more sleep. Just do it. In order to get more sleep, you have to start making sleep a priority. Vow to cut off all activity and invest in your quality of life by getting your seven plus hours. 
Exercise regularly. A study conducted at Oregon State University showed that those who met the national guidelines for exercise were 65% less likely to report feeling drowsy during the day than compared to those who get less exercise. You also want to go to bed at the same time every day as much as possible. Our bodies get into a flow and rhythm, and we support getting quality rest when we more or less commit to a sleep schedule. If you need to, conduct relaxation exercises before going to bed to improve your sleep, and make sure to eliminate caffeine. Sleep in a dark, cool atmosphere, and wear comfortable clothes to bed. We will be back in a moment, so be sure to stay tuned to Healthy Living in a Toxic World. Coming up, we'll be speaking to Dr. Moss, an internationally renowned sleep expert. Don't go away. You are listening to Healthy Living in a Toxic World. And we're getting ready to speak to our sleep expert, Dr. Moss. Dr. James Moss is an internationally recognized authority on sleep and performance. He has served as a Stephen H. Weiss Presidential Fellow, Professor and Past Chairman of Psychology, as well as a professor in the graduate fields of education and communication at Cornell University. For 48 years, he taught introductory psychology at Cornell and holds the world's record for college classroom teaching, having taught more than 65,000 students. He received the Clark Award for Distinguished Teaching at Cornell and is the recipient of the American Psychological Association's Distinguished Teaching Award for being the nation's outstanding educator. Dr. Moss is one of the world's most sought-after corporate, medical association, education, and professional athletic team speakers. His book, Power Sleep, published by Random House and HarperCollins, is a New York Times bestseller and published in 11 languages. His book, Remy and the Brain Train, is an award-winning children's bedtime story designed to improve daytime alertness, mood, and performance. His latest book, Sleep for Success, co-authored with Rebecca Robin, is receiving wide acclaim. Hi, Dr. Moss. It's so great to have you on the show. Well, I'm honored and pleased to so so to join you and to spread the gospel about <laughs> why it's important to spend a third of our lives sleeping. Okay, so I think I don't think everyone that I know, there's this whole thing on Twitter. They sleep, we grind. It's like this thing. Like everyone thinks they don't need any sleep. And why is sleep a big problem? Well, sleep is a big problem because we have to learn to value it. We have to learn that Sleep is a necessity. It's not a luxury. And people say, well, why? I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> well, right. That's what Janis Joplin said as she died at 27. Wow. And so uh, if that's your philosophy, you better hurry up and do everything because you're not going to live that long. The consequences of sleep deprivation are extremely deleterious. Uh, number one, you're going to be drowsy during the day maybe have micro-sleeps, little bursts of sleeps. Uh, God forbid you're not driving a car. You have an increased risk of uh, heart attacks and strokes, type 2 diabetes, obesity, cancer. Hmm. You become irritable, anxious, depressed. You gain weight. You lose your sense of humor. Your socialization skills uh, drop off. Your uh, athletic ability is uh, very, very much uh, decreased in terms of reaction time and 
performance. And then, speaking of performance, if you have a job or you're still a student, mm-hmm. you have a reduced ability to process, to concentrate, to remember, to speak well, to write well, to multitask, to be critical in terms of decision-making, to be creative. You take risk. You make stupid mistakes in uh, all sorts of activities in our life and some reduced health and performance. So if, if you can survive all of those things, don't bother to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of things. Um, well, yeah, 71% of uh, Americans are moderately to severely sleep deprived. And, uh, and how do I know if I'm sleep deprived? Well, uh, one, the official way, I guess, would be to go and to an accredited sleep lab and have them give you what we call the multiple sleep latency test, which consists of putting you into a quiet, dark, cool bedroom and saying you have 20 minutes, fall asleep as quickly as you can. And we repeat that test every two hours throughout the day from 8 in the morning till 6 at night. And those people who never fall asleep in these 20-minute trials uh, are our most alert people in the population. Hmm. And uh, most uh, people, uh, let's say, who have... Uh, serious insomnia, who have sleep apnea, who have narcolepsy, they'll be asleep within three to five minutes, uh, as well as uh, high school and college kids, uh, pre-med students, Mm -hmm. and uh, most of us fall kind of somewhere in between. But we have uh, a quick and easy test you can do at home without going to a sleep lab, and uh, that is we we ask you, for example, I'm going to give you five questions, mm-hmm. and so our audience should uh, answer yes or no. Mm-hmm. Number one, does a warm room, boring meeting, heavy meal, or low dose of alcohol make, make you drowsy? <laughs> Number two, do you fall asleep within five minutes of getting into bed? Number three, do you need an alarm clock to wake up? Number four, do you hit the snooze bar repeatedly? And number five, do you sleep extra hours on the weekends? Mm. Answer yes to any two or more of those questions, and you've got a problem. Wow. You've got to face up to it, and almost everybody is going to flunk that test. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know a lot of people that flunk that test, and I think I could flunk that test even today. Um, that's interesting. Um, can you explain a little bit more about the phases of sleep? Like, what is this whole REM sleep thing, and why is that important to get REM sleep? Well, that's an excellent question. I know as a Cornellian, you know all the answers, but let's hear <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> I took your class and I passed it. I know it. you did. Bless your heart. <laughs> and look what a success you are. I take full credit for that. Um, okay. Everybody to be psychologically, physiologically, emotionally healthy has to go through five different brain wave stages every single night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes about 20 minutes for the well-rested person to fall asleep. Uh, and when they do, uh, shortly after they fall asleep, they're in the deepest sleep of the night, which we call delta sleep, named after the shape of the brain waves. Mm-hmm. And these brain waves are very, uh, very slow waves. It's as if we are indeed deeply asleep. And that's a stage that uh, primarily is responsible for cell growth and restoration. And uh, after about an hour in very deep sleep, our sleep becomes a little bit lighter, and uh, we go through some other brainwave stages, so-called stage three, stage two. And then 90 minutes after we fall asleep, everybody hits their first 
REM or rapid eye movement period, the period in which about 85% of our dreams take place. But something much more important than dreams happens every 90 minutes mm -hmm. uh, in REM sleep, and that is uh, kind of an organization and reorganization of things that you learn during the day. There's actual growth at the synapse between neurons uh, that hold memories. We call these memory traces. And these are largely developed not while we're awake, but while we're in uh, sleep, mainly in REM sleep. Well, whether you dream or not, uh, you will have spent about nine minutes at this point in the evening uh, in this so-called REM or rapid eye movement stage. It's called rapid eye movement because our eyes go up and down and right and left as we're kind of scanning something uh, in the visual environment. Then we're going to go back into stages two, and then a little bit deeper, three. And if we're not senior citizens uh, or uh, have some other physiological problems, mm -hmm. uh, we will go back one more time into this deep delta stage four. And then it goes again, three, two, and then back into REM. And this time, the REM period is twice as long as the last, about 18 minutes. And this 90-minute cycle occurs throughout the night, so if we're sleeping a healthy eight hours, uh, we will have spent uh, almost two of those eight hours in REM or rapid eye movement sleep, which is what we need for, uh, for being smart in school and uh, smart uh, at uh, our job, whatever it is, uh, because uh, REM sleep is, is what consolidates uh, our memories. Oh, I see, so I see. You have to sleep to remember. Uh, and so I say remember to sleep because you have to sleep to remember. <laughs> um, I learned that you are the person who came up with the term power nap. Is that true? Well, uh, <laughs> back in 19, uh, oh my gosh, let's see, when was it? Uh, about 30, 38 years ago, I, uh, I invented the term power nap nap because uh, people were doing power breakfast and power lunches companies okay. like IBM where I was uh, being a consultant and I said rather than a coffee or coke break in the middle of the afternoon which everybody at work is permitted uh, why not take a restorative nap and I defined a power nap as something that would last no more than 10 or 15 minutes long enough to give you a rest so that uh, in that midday dip in alertness, it'll revive you for the rest of the day, but not so long as to cause problems in getting to sleep that night. Now, why nap instead of a coffee break or Coke break? Uh, any caffeinated beverages or, or any uh, nicotine is going to uh, disturb your sleep that night, uh, REM sleep in particular. So uh, rather than doing something that's going to have an adverse effect on our health and our, uh, and our restoration and our alertness, why not uh, do something that's meaningful? Mm -hmm. If you're going to take a nap, either 10 to 15 minutes, as I, as I said, mm -hmm. or 90 minutes, go a complete REM cycle because you okay. go 60 minutes in your nap when you wake up. So, so you're, you're going to be... Uh, you're going to be groggy for 10 or Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes naps make you feel like you need to sleep more. Yeah, well, most of us do, but the problem is we're, we're interrupting after 60 minutes. We'll probably have fallen into delta sleep, uh, and that means we're, we're in deep sleep, and we are going to be uh, groggy just as you would be if you were in a deep sleep uh, 
about uh, 90, uh, about 60 minutes or so after you fell asleep at night. And I say, hey, it's also, you know, let's go party, wake up. <laughs> why, did, why did you wake me up? I'm so tired. Uh, but if I waited uh, 90 minutes, you'd be much more likely uh, to be a little bit more alert. Yeah. How do um, graveyard shifts affect long-term health? Uh, they ruin it. <laughs> to be blunt, I have, I have never met a shift worker. <laughs> Pardon oh me, who's not a walking zombie. Wow. Uh, even if you're on constant shift as opposed to rotating shift. Mm -hmm. uh, like on the weekends, you want to be with the kids, you want to go play golf, or you have to go to the bank or something, so you become uh, day workers and night sleepers. So it's like putting yourself into a constant state of jet lag. There are things uh, that one can do to, to mollify that effect, like not have coffee late in the night shift, like putting on dark glasses before uh, you go to uh, uh, go back to home because driving in the bright morning sunlight is going to wake you up mm -hmm, at the very mm -hmm. time that you want to get sleepy and go to sleep when you get home. Right. And you have to make sure the phones are off, the TV's off, the neighborhood's quiet, the, the bedroom is quiet, dark, and cool. And these are really hard things to do. Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap it up, but your new book is called uh, Sleep for Success. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that everyone wants to be a success. Uh, <laughs> so well, for... If, if you have insomnia, the book is guaranteed to put you to sleep in any two pages. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you know, if, if, if your kids are not performing in school the way they should be, uh, if you have uh, a new baby at home, if you're a senior citizen, if you do a lot of travel and you're worried about jet lag, you're worried about the bedroom environment, you're not getting a good night's sleep, the book is absolutely crammed full of ideas to uh, make you happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Well, can you leave us with a, uh, just a few key tips that might help us get better sleep? Yeah, number one, uh, determine your sleep requirement and get it every night. Mm -hmm. uh, for most adults, it's between seven and a half and eight and a half hours. As a rule of thumb, most of us are an hour sleep deprived. Mm. If you spend that extra hour, you'll be so much more effective, so much more efficient, so much more in a better mood that you'll get everything done uh, in fewer hours than when you were sleep deprived during the day. Mm -hmm. Number two, and this is really important, go to bed and get up at the same time, Monday through Monday, including the weekends. You have mm. one biological clock, not one for the work week and one for the weekends. Number three, one long block of continuous sleep, not a little bit of sleep in the easy chair after dinner and you know, a little bit more at night, mm -hmm. not a good idea. Uh, bedroom, quiet, dark, and cool, no caffeine after two in the afternoon, no alcohol within three hours of bedtime, get plenty of exercise and keep mentally stimulated and you'll be just fine. That is great. Thank you so much. You gave us so many nuggets of wisdom. I really appreciate your time. Great. Thanks, Isosa. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You can learn more about Dr. Moss and also check out his books, Power Sleep and Sleep for Success, on his website at www.powersleep.org. We are going to take a break, but when we come back, we are going to take some questions. So stay tuned to Healthy Living in a Toxic World. Hi, I'm comedian Carol Liefer. Animal experiments are no joke. Thank goodness scientists are finding better, more humane ways to develop treatments for cancer and other killer diseases. 
I hope you'll learn more about the Humane Charity Seal of Approval. It helps donors find charities that provide vital care and advanced research without using animals. For information on how you can give and let live, go to humaneseal.org. That's humaneseal.org. Millions of people all over the world go hungry while we waste our land and water resources. Did you know that raising animals for human consumption uses eight times as much water as growing fruits, vegetables, and grains? And that the same amount of land can produce 17 times more soybean protein than meat protein? If you care about animals, good health, and the earth, please consider becoming a vegetarian. The lives you save may include your own. For free, tasty vegetarian recipes and a DVD, call PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, at 1-888-VEG-FOOD. That's 1-888-VEG-FOOD. Visit online at GoVeg.com. That's GoVeg.com. This message has been sponsored by PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Thank you. This is Healthy Living in a Toxic World, the show that empowers you to live a stronger, more energetic life through the foods you eat, the way you think, and how you live. We are back to Healthy Living in a Toxic World, and we've been talking about the power of adequate sleep. Before we get to the rest of the show, here's a health fact you might not know. It looks like the old saying that you need beauty sleep is definitely true. Did you know that inadequate sleep can cause wrinkles? Yep, research has proven that chronic sleepless nights can lead to dark circles under the eyes, finer lines, and lackluster skin. When you don't get enough rest, your body releases the stress hormone, cortisol. Too much cortisol release can break down the collagen in your skin, which is what keeps you youthful and wrinkle-free. So in addition to improving your concentration, boosting your mood and productivity, try to get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep to boost your beauty. Okay, we're going to take an email question. Dear Raw Girl, what are some natural substitutes for caffeine? Emma. Hi, Emma. Hope all is well. Thank you for this question. That is a great question. Caffeine is without a doubt one of the most used and abused drugs on our planet. (laughs) It is definitely a drug. And so it is very good that you are looking for ways to cut down your caffeine intake or just eliminate it altogether. The first thing that I usually recommend to people is uh, spirulina. Spirulina is a blue-green algae, and it boosts your immunity and also boosts your energy levels. So you can try making smoothies in the morning with spirulina and see if that starts to boost your energy and you start to feel more energetic. In tandem with that, try green juices in the morning or smoothies with different things, like you could try cacao powder in your smoothies. All of these substances are very energizing, but they're natural, and they also give you a lot of nutrients. Another great way to start your day and not get the caffeine is to try herbal coffees. There are a whole bunch of brands that are herbal coffees that can give you a nutritional boost because they're made with herbs. You know, there are brands that are made with things like carob, barley, chicory root, dates, figs. They use all of these natural flavors to kind of give you that same coffee taste, but without the caffeine. You can also try yerba mate. Now, yerba mate is a tea that does have caffeine in it. 
So if you're sensitive to caffeine and you're trying to cut it out altogether, this may just be a transition drink and you might want to cut it out later. But the yerba mate does boost your energy and it does have caffeine, but just a lower amount than coffee does. You can also try kombucha. Kombucha definitely gives people an energy boost. Um, it's, it's a tea as well. And it is really great also just for keeping your skin clear, cleansing your liver, boosting your energy, and suppressing your appetite. It may be a good substitute for coffee as well. And then there are robust African teas. Those are actually my favorite black teas. And they have a really deep and dark flavor. It's almost coffee-like. And they also happen to be caffeine-free. And you can get these teas at any health food store or grocery store, um, even um, coffee shops, and experiment and find which brand you like. I hope this gave you a few options. Um, Definitely continue on on your journey to becoming caffeine-free because it really is important to be running on natural energy and really to know what it feels like to be truly energized And also be able to really feel when your body is actually tired so that you can get adequate rest. All right, it's time to close out the show. But I really hope that you are inspired now to make sleep a priority. By doing so, you ensure not only that you will be more productive and get more done in a given day, but that you will have a better mood and feel less stressed while doing it. Don't forget that getting adequate sleep will also help your body's immune system fight off diseases and keep your waistline trim long-term. Just like you may be used to making excuses for skimping on sleep, now is the time to make excuses for why you should get to bed a little earlier. It may require a shift in priorities, but your body and your brain will thank you for it. Dr. Moreed said, if we operated machinery the way we are now operating the human body, we would be accused of reckless endangerment. Are you guilty of living reckless? Take a look at your sleep habits and see what you can do to get back in the power zone. Well, that's all for today, folks. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, visit my health blog, Raw Girl in a Toxic World. That's www.rawgirltoxicworld.com. You can also find Raw Girl in a Toxic World on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This is Sosa Dosa One, also known as Raw Girl, signing off. Until next time, here's to your help. This show is copyrighted by Radio Companion, LLC. To order a copy of today's show, call 703-279-1010.